you know, from now on, you start the podcast because you're better at it than me. Excellent. And I'll exit the podcast. Excellent. This is going to stay in the recording, too. This part where I tell you that you're going to start the podcast. Well, we are here. No, let's talk louder. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. But why would I thank you for joining us? Because this is a podcast. We're going to edit this out. No, we're not. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Pitch About It, where we discuss movie ideas or change old scripts or produce new ones. Uh, I'm Josh, your host, featuring Dylan Gork. Wow. You introduced me for myself. It hurts. It's a lie. <laughs> I'm trying. At least you started the podcast better than I ever did. And our special guest, Nicholas K. I mean, uh, Christian Jepson. <laughs> Hi. Wow. It is Nicholas Cage. <laughs> so, today, we are discussing with Dylan Cork as he pitches a new idea. And I will pitch it the moment Josh gives us relationship advice. Relationship advice. All right. Relationship advice. Typically, you know, when dating anniversaries come, mm. you just want to cook up a nice meal for your girl. The go-to is like surf and turf. That's mad expensive, yo. Mm. Then people ironically will take you out to McDonald's. That's that's classy. Oh, oh, yeah. However, my ideal situation is you just run out to the closest food line, get those pickled hot dog things. I don't even know what cuss those things are. Pickles. But they're real good. They're called pickles. Put those on some hamburger buns. Put pickles on hamburger buns. Serve them up to your girl. To your whammy. And you're you're standing on some on some solid ice. Now, when's the last time you did this? Um, actually, two weeks ago. I had recently celebrated f- uh, four months with my current girlfriend. Only four? Well, that's yeah. a disappointment. You suck. Moving forward. <laughs> I relate to the man, except I don't. I don't get pickles. <laughs> I never get pickles. And I'm Dill. I'm just gonna no pickles. I'm just gonna leave it there. You're gonna leave the pickles no, there. The, I have a secret. It's my <laughs> secret. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Dylan. Okay. <clears throat> my pitch is for a video game series that's near and dear to my heart. And the moment I say the name, at least all of my listeners who roll their eyes at the stupidest game of all time. But the plot is really good, which is why I want this movie made. It is known as Dead Rising. Uh, that's a zombie video game, right? It's a zombie game in which it feels almost like Deadpool crafted a video game for you. Interesting. So it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> but the plot is really good. So I create a logline. Photojournalist Frank West, after sneaking into the town of Willamette to, to discover why it has been sealed off by the National Guard, finds himself trapped in a mall of the dead with two simple goals. Get answers to what happened and survive. Survive. And find the loofah. I can fit that in, hopefully. (laughs) If I'm lucky, Frank West will find the loofah. My opening scene takes place in Central America. There's a small village in Central America where there's a, like a government research facility. Is that the dinosaur island? It's Dinosaur Island from Jurassic World. How did you know? I just had a feeling. I'm good about this stuff. Let's guess. It's this very small village, and all you see 
is U.S. Special for Forces come in versus U.S. Special Forces coming into the town. They just mow down the town. They burn it down. They're destroying it. They're destroying this facility. You see what looks like decaying people, like zombies, mm. being murdered, but there's also just regular Decay. humans. Oh, oh, humans. Yeah, it's regular decaying humans and regular humans gotcha, gotcha. being murdered. All these villagers. It's a gruesome scene, and you see a child, maybe around 10 years old, witnessing this from a distance, okay. watching it all happen. That's the opening scene. The next scene we're taken to is a mother and her daughter driving in through America. It says 10 years later, approximately. Maybe a little bit more. Doesn't matter. It's time has passed. So the little boy is now. It's a now a little girl. girl. He's grown into a little girl. And that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're driving to the small town. You see the town name as they enter, Willamette, Colorado. So they're driving in, and we see a man standing in the road, and they swerve off the road and hit a tree. And when is they the look, the tree a zombie. The tree is not a zombie, but the man standing in the road was. Frick. And he starts making his way to the car. And they defend themselves pretty darn well. The daughter's freaking out. The daughter's very young. They survived this zombie somehow. The zombie broke through the window, but they did make it. So, like, classic start horror movie. Like, it's yeah. only one. It's really strong for some reason, mm-hmm. but she still kills it. But they got through it. Okay. And then the camera pans out from a bird's eye view, and you just see a horde of zombies around them. Okay. All approaching. And as they get closer to the car, they realize there's no way they're going to survive. You hear a girl scream, and you see the logo of Dead Rising. Title sequence starts. Yeah, it plays the Avengers theme for no apparent reason. Shows all the Marvel opening logos. We cut to a scene, speaking of Marvel, pretty close to the original Iron Man's opening scene. You have Frank West instead of in a jeep, but in a helicopter. Okay. And he's flying over the town of Willamette. And the pilot asks why he's going to this town. And you see how the camera, he's clearly this photojournalist. He's like, hey, I'm trying to figure out this story. What's going on in this town? He's like, there's nothing going on in this town. It's a crap town. No one cares. Naturally. It's not even being hosted or being told anything on the TV. He's like, I'm a freelancer. I can't wait for the TV to tell me what to do. I have to go get it before they do. I am the news. So as they fly over the town, they see a lot of zombies just throughout the town causing damage, whatnot, and they see some survivors dying, and Frank is like, what the heck is going on? He says, land me on that roof, and there's a roof to a mall. Helicopter pilot lands him there. He gets out, and the pilot says, I will be back in exactly 72 hours. If you are not on this roof, I'm leaving you. Okay. He's like, okay. And as he goes down to head into the mall from the fire escape, he sees a guy standing there. And the guy's name is Carlito Keys. Carlito Keys. And Carlito's like, suggests that there's a zombie outbreak going on, but like, it's not just random. There's a little bit more to this than meets the eye. Frank's like, that's weird, but all right. So he walks downstairs. How many zombie apocalypses do these people deal with? They're just, it's a normal, everyday thing. Day to day, okay. I mean, it's the first one, but it's, a re- it's an everyday thing. But it's there's like, more going on than this. He's happens. like, listen, you know zombies. It's not just what you think. So Frank goes inside the mall, and there are survivors that have boarded up the entrance to the mall. He interacts with a couple of people. We get introduced to some characters like Brad Garrison, who is a Homeland Security agent, and his partner, Jesse McCartney. Okay. And then we meet the janitor, Otis Washington, who will definitely be played by Morgan Freeman. Excellent. Because I can't, I will not let this movie be made without Morgan Freeman in that role. 
Essentially, the zombies eventually break through the barrier because, of course, they have to. Naturally. And they infect a lot of the other characters we got introduced to except the ones I just named. So we get introduced to characters and they get taken away from us very darn quickly. Very darn quickly. The characters I gave names, Brad, Jesse, and Otis, and Frank, make their way to a security room and weld the door shut. Okay. Protecting themselves there. And Brad goes, I've got to figure out what the heck is going on. I'm using this ventilation system to get in and out. So Now, so far, is this just progressing through the video game? Pretty much. All right. It's pretty similar. I did make some changes, <coughs> but I made it more focused on the story rather because the game has a lot of go collect this, go collect this, you, keep you're going. You're not going to have a random side segment where you're yeah. just collecting the leaves? Yeah. Excellent. Like, I actually cut... There's, like, a whole lot of it that I just cut out so I could have a good linear story. Excellent. So they realize that they cannot send out any messages from the security room. Like, messages for help, anything. All signals are down. So Brad has to exit the room to then find that out. So he leaves. Frank follows him because he's like, I need, I gotta figure out my story. I gotta figure out what's going Frank's on. So I'll follow him. Frank's gotta do something because he's a protagonist. We gotta have him doing something. Eh? So he follows him, and they get in a duel with... Carlito. Like, Carlito starts shooting at them, and they're like, who the heck is this shooter? And Frank goes, I totally met this guy on my way in. This is Carlito Keys. And he's like... I really like that name for some reason. Carlito. We don't really get much story on him. Neither of them really know him outside of the small interaction Frank had with him. Carlito says something about them handing over this guy named Dr. Barnaby. Okay. And Frank's like, I don't know who that is. Let's go back to the security room and find out. So they return to the security room. Brad has been shot, so he's injured. And so they lay him down, and they're like, we got to get something to patch this guy up. Frank's like, I'll go see what I can find. And while he's out going around fi- trying to find something, he goes to the supermarket inside the mall. Now, a common theme for Dead Rising fans is these, like, strangers and freaks missions. Right. Where there's just some random psychopath that just went crazy after the outbreak. Showing that some people are worse than even the zombies. Yeah. And the only one we get interacted with is this person in the supermarket who has created a uh, shopping cart with a bunch of weapons on it. So, like, there's swords, there's brooms, whatever you want to put on it, he just attacks (laughs) them with it. Okay. And he starts attacking Frank because why the heck not? He's a psychopath. Naturally. Frank realizes he has kidnapped a woman, and he's like, okay, I have to save this lady because this guy's completely insane. So he, so he defeats the guy, takes his shopping cart, because why not? And the woman he saves, he finds out, is named Isabella Keys. Okay. The sister of Carlito, Carlito Keys. Keys. So he brings her back to the security room. He's like, we need answers. We need all the answers right now. And Jesse's like, Brad's got a swelling on his shoulder, but we shouldn't be too worried about it. And they're like... Okay, we don't care about Brad. Oh, he's Brad. He's so. a Brad. So, the woman explains that she's a sister of Carlito, and she identifies a man on the security screen as Dr. Barnaby. And this man was kidnapped by Carlito the night before. Nice. So they're like, we've got to go save Dr. Barnaby, because this is important. Well, he's a doctor. In the- exactly. <laughs> she explains that Dr. Barnaby was his head researcher in a laboratory in her hometown of uh, Santa Cabeza. Santa Cabeza. And Barnaby was attempting to find a way to mass-produce cattle. Why? This is just what they made the explanation in the games. I'm okay with it. If you can just mass-produce cows, think I mean, about what would happen to all the restaurants. He's things. trying to feed all the people in the world. He's trying to, yeah. But he accidentally mutated this local wasp species. Now when the wasp stings you, it injects you with a larvae that, ca- that is a parasite that causes you to become a zombie. Excellent. 
So the government attempted to cover it up, and that's what the opening scene was, was the government covering this up. And the kid who witnessed it was Carlito. So Carlito wants to get revenge on these people, and he knows that the head scientist was this Dr. Barnaby. Gotcha. So he blackmailed Barnaby to be at the mall when he caused this outbreak to happen. Okay. Isabella says, hey, we gotta stop Carlito before he escapes because he has a plan to do this in more cities than just here. Okay. So Frank naturally goes along with this plot. There's a long roundabout way of all these action sequences, things taking place, but in the end, they bandage up Brad, Frank goes with Brad to stop um, Carlito. You know how malls have those cars that are like, like, enter to win or whatever, and this car yeah, is in the mall. There's, there's always a display car. Always. They use a display car to chase down Carlito. Okay. Within the mall. Interesting. Just like Left 4 Dead 2. I don't, I don't know. I never played Left 4 Dead. I wanted to, though. Mommy. Somebody got it. Hey, the, the race car. DJ. Mommy. So who they chase. Who are you talking to? Yeah, who are you talking to? Avoid. Do you not know? If it's not in the podcast has pass, it's not real. Fail. I exist. Huh. So they chase down Carlito. Ends up the swelling on Brad's shoulder that's mentioned earlier. He was stung by one of these wasps. Naturally. So he becomes a zombie and he bites Frank. And he also gets Carlito. So they're both infected now. Okay. Carlito goes, Hey. I'm t- I have this entire setup of orphan, of orphan. Legitimately, he uses orphans to spread the virus. Wow. So that's his entire plot. He's like, I've got more in other cities, and I can set them off whenever I want. He's like, I've got someone else to do that for me, though, and shoots himself to keep him from becoming a zombie. Bang. Okay. Frank's like, great. Well, I'm a zombie, and I have to kill Brad. So he kills Brad. Takes the jammer from Carlito. Turns off the jammer and gives the information to the rest of the group that, hey, we can get a message out there. Okay. The rest of the group back at the security room of Jesse and Morgan Freeman's Otis are trying to send out the signal right at that moment, but zombies are breaking in at the exact same time. Okay. So it's a very last second ditch effort to do it. They get the message out there and the National Guard responds with, we are about to go destroy that town because the government needs to cover up this one too. Naturally. So Frank decides he needs to get out of there to truly tell the story. So instead of going back, we find out that Morgan Freeman and Jesse are dead. They, have, they probably became zombies. Who knows? We have no idea. They die off screen. Okay. The stat- they're static on the communicator. It's over for them. Isabella survived. She, is- she followed Frank. Okay. So she comes in with a car like, hey, we got to go right now. And they leave. On their escape route, the car gets flipped over because there's just so many zombies everywhere. They hit some anything. Some There's a lot of debris. Debris? Debris. There's a lot of debris. All the debris is everywhere. There's a lot of debris. They get flipped over. <clears throat> and now they're standing on top of the flipped over car, trying to survive all these zombies. And the final scene is similar to the opening scene of it's panning out. There's a zombie horde around them. But this time we see them engulfed by this zombie horde. And from what we know, they do not survive. Dang. That's it ends in scene. Movie's over. Pretty dark. But there's a scene in the credits. Okay. Now, it could be an end credit scene. It could be a scene while the credits are rolling. I don't care. Okay. But it's news reports after the event. 
essentially the government covered it up. They admitted that they did have something to do with Santa Cabeza. Okay. But they're like, Willamette, the entire thing that happened in the U.S., terrorist thing, has nothing to do with us. Mm. So they cover it up, and Frank West calls in. Like, we hear his voice. We don't see him, but we hear his voice, so we know he survived. Okay. And he goes... And he's, he's basically been turned to this Alex Jones persona where no one really takes him seriously. Right. But he's like, you guys are lying. I need to expose you. And, he's trying, and every time he gets on the radio, like, you're an idiot. And they hang up on him. Interesting. Okay. So they're trying to cover it up really hard. And they're making him look like an idiot, even though he was the only survivor of that entire experience. I like that. Interesting. The end. Now, Jepson, I'm going to need you to do some casting. Okay. We've already got Morgan Freeman. Yeah. You have no idea what these characters look like. Josh, you can join too. You have no idea what these characters look like. Give me casting for these characters we don't know. Void Boy's coming in. Void Boy! Brace yourself! (laughs) He's back. Frank West. Played by... uh, Mel Gibson. Which one's Mel Gibson? (laughs) Patriot? (laughs) Oh, yeah! Yeah! I instantly... I don't know how he does that. My initial thought is because this is like an intense movie with like just how you described it, like first glance doesn't seem like that interesting of a story. <laughs> Liam Neeson. He just seems like a fun, crazy, just make everything intense for no reason. I, I even know how Frank West looks and it's not at all like it, but I like it. <laughs> I have just come to disprove something. That Liam Neeson has an issue with guns, and has therefore said that he wouldn't do anything involving guns anymore. He which is Frank be. West. Yeah, he's made a career off of it, but now he said Frank West doesn't necessarily he... need to use guns, though. Okay, Jepson, casting for Brad, Homeland Security agent. Pick the Bradliest boy you know. The Bradliest boy I know. Good old gravelly there, it's nice. That's still good. How Brad? Yeah. It's all ripped though. That'd be tragic, huh? Yeah. I can't really tell if it's still going. Nothing is moving. Oh my gosh, did it stop? Is all of this moot? Is my life a lie? Is it still going? I'm leaving. Cancel Christmas. Oh, it's still going. It's still going. We're good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was getting scared. I was like, no. <laughs> I know. It's interesting because I mentioned that before, too. Yeah, no. It was that's just like, oh, it could have been a real no, thing. No, the timer's still going, so we're good. Uh, okay. Cut that. <clears throat> Jepson, Bradley's Brad. The Bradley's Brad. Uh, you know, probably myself. Oh. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, probably Hayden Christensen. Bringing Hayden Christensen back to the- be... Brad, I actually am in full mm. support of this. One hundred percent. Even though Brad is a black guy, <laughs> this is what I liked. I liked getting the random casting. Josh, Ooh. casting for Jesse. Can we stretch all things? Can we just break all stereotypes and get every single like movie star legend to play in this? Okay. I don't so know. You're, anything you're about saying Hayden Christensen is yeah, the yeah. legend. Yeah, and to compliment him. Okay. To. Remind us ourselves of a movie involving him and Nicolas Cage. I want Nicolas Cage as Jesse. As a woman. <laughs> Not Nicolas Cage as Carlito. 
Carlito is going to be uh, the guy from Narcos and uh, yeah. Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah. What, what's that guy's name? I don't remember him. Paul Rudd? No, no, the Hispanic guy from Ant-Man. Oh, no, Luis. Luis. I don't know his actual name, but Luis. Yeah, that guy is going to be the Being the most serious antagonist of all. If you've seen him in Narcos, he's serious. Oh, gosh, this is awesome. Uh, Isabella Keys, Luis's sister. Um, what's that girl? She's from, like... She was super popular back when I was younger. Emma Watson. A random white chick? <laughs> yeah. Eva Mendes? Yeah, that's exactly Eva Mendes. I don't know who said that, but Eva... It just came to your mind, naturally. I said that. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. You can really throw your voice in. Throw your voice back. The mic is just wonky. Anywho. How about now? How about now? You sound better. Moving forward. Forward. Does Ryan Reynolds play a part in this at all? You know, I thought about my, not myself when I first did the first draft of this script. And initially, he had the biggest part. But now, he is simply the helicopter pilot at the beginning of the story. Can we please, please get the most expensive actor to be the first zombie? I want, I was actually thinking Ryan Reynolds. Who's the, the most zombie? expensive actor of all time? Who do you think? Like, if we, no, don't Google it. Jepson, get off Tom your Tom Hanks. It might be, we'll get though. Tom Hanks <laughs> to be the first zombie. We're not allowed to Google it. The fans can figure that out, and we'll figure it out. Hey, after submit in the comment section of a podcast. I think this pop. That's nah, fine. There's no comments. <laughs> you know what? No. What, what's your Instagram? I'm going to make them DM you. <laughs> what? I found who it was, but I'm not going to say. Text mm. Yes. 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 We now know the most expensive actor of all time, and it wasn't Will Smith. So don't even guess that. You're wrong. C -c -c Combo Raker. Oh. Moving on. What kind of zombies are we dealing with here? Because there are so many different brands of zombies. You Whoa. The game typically uh, has the slow-moving, like, uh, I just give me brains type of zombie. Yeah, they're pretty the, they're the, dumb. The catch is, is that when they're a massive <laughs> horde, you lose track of all of them in the room and then they get on you so it, it's it's intense even though they're slow through the multitude just closing in Excellent. yeah dj that kind of reminds I me i don't know if anybody uh here has played no more room in hell but it's kind of that that concept yeah. where there are so many walking zombies there's a couple runners here and there yeah but overall they're all walking and it's just this mass of zombies um and I mean, some levels you start in this house, some you start in, this, like, a gas station, I believe was one of them. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, uh, it, it kind of, yeah, it psychs you out because there's so many of them. And you don't look around and some, suddenly one of them gets behind you and you know, you're done. And then you're, like, mashing buttons to survive. Exactly. Like, you're, you're in panic. You're just done. Yeah, no. On top of that, at nighttime, like, so things are high. their eyes will turn red and they become, they all become really overpowered and runners interesting okay so i was considering including that in the pitch was some nighttime scenes but i just omitted it because like i think it could, could just be a couple like maybe in the last bit of it when they're trying to survive it is at night so it's more intense okay i can take that interesting i'd see this movie jefferson yes any thoughts any thoughts if you saw this movie right now if what i just described to you was shown to you what would you rate it out of any number? I feel like it's a very fast-paced movie yeah. with no death at all. And uh, 
Morgan Freeman dies somewhere, but we don't even get an on-scene death. No, there's no death. Pitch. Morgan Freeman does not. Morgan Freeman is God. Hot take from a Liberty student. <laughs> he has played him very many times. Morgan Freeman, according to Carly Rae Jepsen, is in fact God. Bruce Almighty. I now want next pitch in the next movie. We're going to have some sort of movie about deities fighting, and it's Morgan Freeman. Oh, no. No. And Lee no. Mason. No. 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 It's, it's the void says no controversy. <laughs> We're cutting all of that for the sake of my own sanity, not the listener. God is dead. We have killed him. What did you watch this week? What are you going to watch this next week? I am currently on a fascination by the director of Guy Ritchie. I had seen the movie came out around 2015, I believe, King Arthur and the Legend of the Sword. The Sword. Uh, I, it was one of those movies that you were just like, wow, that looks lame, and you just kind of breeze by it. Was but it lame? I was pretty entertained by it. It was by Did no means like Robin Hood to where you go for the action. Mm-hmm. It was just a very creative movie. got to appreciate this. Indeed. Or you just don't have to at all. That's why it failed in the box office. Fair enough. So, um, it's kind of funny how that goes. So I have actually recently uh, watched all of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, every last one. Every single one. Did Not you watch the books? N- yes. Good. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I, I was forced to watch them as a child. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, "No, I don't want to watch these, Mom." And uh, okay, Cartman, your mom is very dark. And basically, uh, I was twelve years old, and he was like preteen. He was like three, you know. Like I I didn't have this low voice, uh, you know. Prepubescent. Yes, Um, but uh, seeing it recently, uh, I kind of slapped myself because I really appreciate those movies. Those movies are fantastic. They're the yeah. I mean, the one thing, I'm a man of symbolism, and I really appreciate those movies just from their symbolism, too. What's your favorite symbol? You know, that's a good question. You can only have one, and it's I know, I know. I'm thinking really hard about this you right now. five seconds to choose. Oh, man. And we're going to edit out this, so either way. Good. Well, we're going to keep it in, because it's going to be visual. It's going to be stuck to you for the rest of your life. Make it good. I'm going to be... Two... You know mm. how gold turns the man greedy. Yeah. Gold turns you greedy. That is your symbol? The That's your symbol? No, I can't think of a really good one. They're all too good. My See, I thought you were about to be a Mafia question. Works one. That's how gold works. Well, yeah, you, have, you, suck, you suck at symbols. That's all I <laughs> What a four. Well, I watched Casablanca this week. Ooh. I didn't finish it yet. But it was good. I didn't take you for a musical, man. It's not a musical. It's not a musical. <laughs> it's not a musical. We're editing that. The board says you're an idiot. <laughs> I'll keep you that in because you're an idiot. <laughs> no, I'll edit that. I want everyone to know how much of an idiot you are. Nope, you're editing that. They'll hold surprisingly more than two listeners. <laughs> hey, if anything, I'm the idiot. Who are you? That's a great question. I don't know what the cuss is going on. Wait, first we start with Carly Rae Jepsen and Nick. Cage came in. Now I've got the new Wolverine. The new Wolverine, Daniel Radcliffe. What the j- guys? 
Jeff. Please save me from my multiple personalities that you've been hearing on this podcast as all three of our members. That awkward moment when Dylan Cork realizes he podcasts alone. And that other moment when Dylan realizes he also podcasts with more than three people at a time. It makes me uncomfortable that I set up all these chairs for my multiple personalities so they could come from different spots of the room. And you broke the arm off of one and to I, symbolize mine aspect of your head with a broken wheel. Why does my head keep talking to me? Shut up about the fake chair. You need to chill out. Guys, if I'm not here next week, assume my other personalities have been talking to me too much and I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm his favorite personality guy. I got bungee cords for comfort. I smell purple. Other personalities say goodbye. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you hate us all. (laughs) Goodbye. Jepson, say something. Bye. I'd love to be the third. No, we're still... Yeah, I'm still oh, yeah, for that third yeah. member. It's... Don't thank you. request is taken. Thank you all for listening. We are accepting applications right uh, now, actually. I'm yeah. not that good. I'm here temporarily. DM me at whatever my account is. You'll find it. Look I up anything and you'll matter. find it. Thank you all for listening. As you know, we are still currently looking I for a third co-host. Opinions. Christian Jepson has been with us for a few episodes now. But we're Un- taking him off. Unfortunately, he's just not a good fit. Yes. If you or a loved one know how to talk and enjoy movies, I do. Come our way. I'm built. We will accept all applications except for people named Julio Nandez. Good thing it's not me, because I'm DJ. And anyone who's not fake and lives in a void. We prefer ethnic people or non-ethnic people. We're, We're open to all I'm forms. a mix of both of those. We prefer men Half or women. It's going to be harder to record outside of this dorm with women. Very Bye. true. make two separate recordings in the same recording sweet shall we do another channel? that's a big recording what if it stops mid it won't oh it won't i'm gonna pee so bad do i go pee before i yes i suggest it or you can hold it in and the episode will go really fast yeah well <laughs> so i have this idea it might be a like... long warm pause in the middle. a long warm pause because you're releasing your fluid <laughs> <laughs> Yes! My word. <laughs> I'm so glad that all got recorded on the thing. Are, are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs>